Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, except not today, most days, and the ESPN MT app. If you're watching on the app, you just saw my happy dance just because, you know, no SWX today. I'm not happy about that. I just wanted to show you the moves. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Hopefully, you are having uh, a great week. Can't believe how fast these weeks fly by. Can't believe uh, how... Proud I am of the stuff that we're doing around here. We got it really on lock. Our system's awesome, and I can't thank these guys behind the glass enough. They're doing such a great job of helping me out, and it makes it so that we can just produce more content, and that's what uh, everybody seems to be wanting. So thanks to them, and also thanks to you. We've been getting some great uh, numbers across the board. Obviously, millions of people around the world watching on TV and the app. Tens of thousands of people listening on the radio, but the podcast numbers are also awesome. So thanks so much for uh, chiming in, tuning in. And uh, dialing in. We really appreciate each and every one of you for engaging with us because, you know, I mean, we do this because it's a heck of a lot of fun. We do it because we love it, but we also do it because you guys love it. And that's what makes it so gratifying. So thanks to you guys. Thanks to Jeff and Andrew uh, for all their uh, continued help. And uh, just think it's fun. Continue to build stuff up and, and uh, covering the, the great state of Montana in all its glory and all its mystique, uh, like we're doing right now and each and every day here uh, on Nuanas Now. Jam-packed lineup today, as always. I think I say that every single day, and you guys are probably getting tired of it, but we're trying to get as much in as we possibly can. We have this whole formula, and the formula continues to evolve. And uh, 
So we're just trying to get as much breadth to our coverage as we possibly can. So a Big Sky Heavy show today. Cody Hawkins, the head coach of Idaho State, will join us here in about 15 minutes. We're also Idaho State, of course, playing in Missoula on Saturday. The, uh, the Bengals in town for homecoming against Montana. On the other side of the Continental Divide, the Bobcats also hosting homecoming. They have Portland State coming to town. So one of our favorite guys, Bruce Barnum, will join us. He uh, he managed to only swear twice during the interview, and it was pre-recorded, so <laughs> we made sure to get those out of it. But uh, always a fun catching up with Barney. And, and, you know, for better or worse, Portland State occupies this unique place in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, you know, for the, the, for the better part is that I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Portland State is actually the largest public university in the state of Oregon. There's more students at Portland State than Oregon or Oregon State. Part of that's grain of salt because it's, it is relatively commuter school. There's a lot of people that are taking online classes, a lot of people that aren't on the actual campus. But still, it's in a major metropolitan area. Nike campus is right there in Beaverton, so they have a lot of opportunities for a lot of different kids. That gives Portland State some some ability to get some recruits that maybe aren't interested in coming to live in rural Rocky Mountain West, like Missoula or Pocatello or Moscow or Bozeman or Greeley or whatever it might be. On the other hand, they sort of struggle to find any sort of sense of semblance or identity. And I just think that when you're talking about the Montana schools, schools that have great tradition and history and resources and facilities and all that, Judging the coaches based on their wins and losses is totally fair. There's so many people that are invested across the board in the Cats and the Grizz. There's not that many people invested in Portland State football. So judging Bruce Barnum just based on his wins and losses is sort of tough. I mean, for example, Montana or Montana State, they can go out and get two non-conference home games whenever they want. They can get an FCS. They can get a D2. They can go find people to come to their stadiums and play them. They can pay those teams. They can sell out the stadium. It's not nearly the challenge it is for Portland State. Portland State, you know, their last non-conference game, they play at Oregon. They lose 81-7. to The next week they play at Wyoming. They're more competitive, but they still lose by two touchdowns. Then they want a non-conference home game to lead into Big Sky play. Well, they can't find one. There was a contract that got lost once upon a time. That fell through. A whole calamity of errors results in Portland State having to play North American University. We've talked about just what sort of uh, circumstance that was earlier. We talked about it last week. We talked about it on the Big Sky Breakdown. But either way, what I'm getting at is Bruce Barnum's a really good football coach. Sometimes Portland State's record doesn't reflect it. Most of the time it doesn't. Sometimes they're just, you know, a four and seven or five and six team. But if you were, you could argue that overcoming a lot of the obstacles at a specific school, it might actually be more impressive to go five and six at Portland State than it is to go seven and four at like Montana or Montana State. Maybe that's a conversation for a little later on. Either way, Barnum's an entertaining guy and we love having him on the show. So we'll hear from him here in the first hour. We're also going to talk a little baseball because we're, we're winding down the regular season. We're getting close to the playoffs and, uh, The headline right now on ESPN.com, $880 million in zero playoff games. While the Mets, Yankees, and Padres became the three big big money disappointments uh, in Major League Baseball. So we'll give you an update on what's going down. Uh, We are sitting here. There is, I think, four games left, between three and four games left for a variety of different teams. The Brewers clinched last night. You're going to see a lot of champagne bottles popping these next couple 
uh, days. So we'll give you an update on the, the, the pennant and playoff race for um, Major League Baseball to round out hour number one. And then hour number two, we'll talk some NFL, specifically from a betting perspective with Brooks Nuanez, all football all the time. And then we'll also hear from Aaron Best, our Big Sky Spotlight this week. Features Eastern Washington's head coach. Eastern Washington and Idaho is a rivalry, to be certain. Since Idaho's been back in the league, the first three years Idaho was back in the I guess the first four years Idaho was back in the league, Eastern was really good and Idaho wasn't very good. But Idaho still was competitive against Eastern. Then Eastern walloped Idaho two years ago, hung 71 on them. Well, then last year, Eastern wasn't very good, and Idaho completely took it to them and you know, blew them off the field. Well, now, Eastern and Idaho are both in the top 20. Eastern is up to 19th this week. Idaho is up to number four this week. So for the first time since Idaho's back in the league, we have two teams that are in the top 25 in this rivalry matchup in Cheney. So we caught up with Aaron Best as part of our Big Sky Spotlight uh, to highlight that matchup. So there you go. Big Sky Conference coaches times three. Find me a radio show in the uh, in the world that has that. Here we are. So hopefully uh, you're ready for some Big Sky football. We also have some NFL talk coming up uh, as well. Snowden is now ESPN Radio. If you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. You can also always use the ESPN MT app. Want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. You can call or text that number at any time. So please do it. 406-888-1029. A big shout-out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were just awarded the best detail shop in Missoula again, and it's no surprise. Shine has over 225-star reviews. That's actually more reviews than all the other detail shops combined. They're celebrating by giving the next three callers a free $50 gift card. Want a great experience with car detailing? Call Shine Auto Detailing at 406-207-3599. That's 406-207-3599. Get your $50 gift card today. Shine Auto Detailing. Call right now. I I got to complain here for a second. It's not a big deal. But it is, it is sort of silly to me. I, I can't believe, I can believe, I actually completely can believe, and now that what I'm about to say is actually contributing to what I'm talking about, but I can't believe and I can believe how much this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing has, has taken over the, the conversations everywhere. I, I run around town a lot. Drive around. I mean, I drive around the whole Western United States a lot, but I drive around Missoula and around Western Montana quite a bit, either gathering interviews or seeing sales clients or you know a combination of of whatever. And I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast quite a bit. I listen to ESPN Radio quite often too, but and that's been nothing but T Swift and Travis Kelsey. But I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, and even they. You know, I'm tuning in to, to get some advice on some betting lines or maybe hear some analysis on Damian Lillard getting traded to Milwaukee. No, they're even talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. 
And here we are. We talked about it with Justin Engel. We're going to talk about it tomorrow with Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. So we are part of the problem. It's just fascinating to me. I can't believe, like, I was one of those people that thought the level of fame that the Beatles and Michael Jackson and some of the, the you know, transcendent musical artists of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, I thought that level of fame will never be attained again just because our, our attention is so fractured and the way that we consume media is so... Um, there's just so many different and so many more options, right? It used to be like, well, all the record stores got Thriller. Every radio station's playing Michael Jackson. There's only one music video channel. They're all playing Michael Jackson. Everybody likes Michael Jackson. Everybody's got Michael Jackson records. You know, if you don't like Michael Jackson, you got to listen to Michael Jackson. There's only eight channels or whatever. He's on all of them. You know, he's on MTV. He's, he's performing on the Motown Music Awards and Saturday Night Live and The Tonight Show and yada, yada, yada. We used to have the, the way more cumulative shared experiences, and we still get that from sports a little bit. I think that's something that we love about sports. But after Michael Jackson's run, you know, the, the peak of it being in you know, probably 1983 when he moonwalked for the first time at the Motown Music Awards and then drops Thriller all the way through probably 1987 when Bad came out and you got seven number one singles on the same album. That to this point, was the greatest run by an individual artist in music history. Taylor Swift is definitely in the conversation. The the fact that she's selling out stadiums around the world, she's got this now multi-generational fan base because, you know, the girls who were teenagers when she first came out, now they're in their 30s and they got teenagers. And it's crazy the way that she's been able to capture this. I still have no idea if this is real or not. And uh, I I just... I, I. I guess the reason I'm addressing it is because I find it I find it silly and stupid and annoying and also completely and utterly captivating and fascinating from a business and marketing standpoint. She's certainly a genius marketing maven. So that's my two cents on the biggest story on the earth right now. And it's just pretty funny that uh, that's the point uh, that we've reached. There you go, ran over. Thanks for letting me do it. Uh, a couple other briefs for you from around the wide world of sports here in Montana before we get to Cody Hawkins, the first-year head coach for the uh, Idaho State Bengals. We mentioned it the other day, but it's worth mentioning it again because he is just such a person of interest here uh, in Montana. Troy Anderson, uh, inside linebacker from Montana State who plays for the Atlanta Falcons, he suffered a shoulder-slash-peck injury, and it sounds like he's going to have to have surgery, and he's out for the year. Big bummer for him. Um, he, you know, he earned his way into a starting position there. Uh, he's had some shoulder and pec problems before, so hopefully this isn't a reoccurring problem. But you know, I think from everybody in Montana, we're wishing the boy from Dylan uh, a, a speedy recovery. We also have our first postseason of fall sports coming up. Class AA golf is in Billings, and uh, Class A golf is up in Sydney. So we'll have results for you from over the next couple days. In the AA level, got a couple potential... Uh, Dynasty's the wrong word because they're individuals, but got some people going for some pretty big accolades. Bella Johnson from Billings West, she's going for her third straight Class AA title. That would be uh, historic, certainly. At the AA level on the boys' side, Cade McDonough from Missoula Sentinel, he is also going for his second AA title of his career. He won it as a freshman, the only one to ever win it. And... Uh, now he's uh, going for it again as a, as a senior. 
He got 10th as a sophomore. He didn't participate as a junior because he was barnstorming around the country, playing at a bunch of different national-level tournaments. But now he gets one more shot at it. So we'll give you state golf results from around the state of Montana uh, in the next couple days uh, as well. We go now, though, to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. A man who joined us during the offseason, but the first time in-season here on Nuanas now. It's Cody Hawkins. He's the first-year head coach of the Idaho State Bengals. Coach Hawkins, thanks for being flexible, man. We appreciate you for jumping on live. How you doing? Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? Very well. Uh, excited to talk football with you. I, I, thought, I found our, our conversation last time intriguing, and I've, uh, it's been interesting watching your football team so far. So let's start with the here and now. You guys are coming off your first win of the year. Uh, watched your game back against Northern Colorado, and you guys did some really good things. So uh, from your perspective, what did you like last week? How are you guys able to start off 1-0 in conference play? Well, uh, like I said, it's uh, winning is definitely better than uh, But it's, I mean, for me, it's not necessarily about winning and losing as far as this program goes right now because wins have been hard to come by. But we've got to make sure that we do a better job as a program of you know, nurturing and developing kids and being competitive every week and focusing on playing good football and developing these kids. And, hey, a win last week was great. Winning is a great marker of doing all the things right. But there are a lot of games, right things, and lose and some games where you do the wrong things and still find ways to win. So uh, we just got to keep getting better, and uh, I think we've had up and down season so far, but excited to play another great opponent up there in Missoula this weekend. Well, you guys played a really challenging non-conference schedule, played at San Diego State, played at Utah State, and then had a, a Northern Iowa team that's perennially in the playoffs come to Pocatello. So how do you think that prepared you for the Big Sky Conference slate? Well, uh, yeah, the Big Sky is definitely the SEC of the SCS, and it was, I mean, it helps you. Unfortunately, I wish we didn't lose so many bodies, you know, in the non-conference. But right. That's the way some of these programs are when uh, when you got to go play some of these money games and, you know, you're going to lose some guys, and that's okay. I mean, we're, you, you get guys that come to Idaho State because they want to play Division One football. And even though we don't necessarily have the palace that uh, the Grizz have right now, kids come here because they want to play the best. And that means playing the San Diego States and uh, the, the Utah States of the world and, I thought it was great for us to play Northern Iowa just because it's a program. If you're shooting to be a playoff team, it's good for guys to see what those teams look like from the outside. I think there's sometimes a familiarity of these big sky teams lulls people to sleep, but to see another team that is barely making it to the playoffs year in and year out like Northern Iowa and just see how talented and what they look like, it was great for us as a program. I know that it's only one game into the big sky slate with you at the helm, but you've been familiar with the league. You know, your dad, Dan Hawkins, has coached in the league for uh, a little while now, and you had some experience there at UC Davis before taking this job. How much do you think that helped prepare you? I mean, I think sometimes you see coaches come into this league and they maybe shock is not the right word, but, you know, surprised by how good it is. But you already knew how good the Big Sky Conference was. Does that help you? Yeah, it absolutely helps you. I think, uh, you know, probably more than anything, it just gives you a great, healthy respect for the conference. And, I've seen what some of the great teams in this conference look like. And when you're rolling into Pocatello, just being able to talk to kids about, you know, hey, what does it really look like and where are we really at as a program and how far do we really have to go and what's it going to take to get there. And whether it's, you know, the teams that I've been a part of and the teams that we played or just the relationships that I've been able to build in this conference throughout the past six, seven years, it, it helps a lot. And whether it's leaning on veteran coaches and asking them for advice, uh, being able to go to the same road games over and over again and understanding the atmosphere that we're walking into, all of that's extremely valuable. Cody Hawkins joining us here 
on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, ISU, in Missoula on Saturday afternoon to take on the Grizzlies for Montana's homecoming game. Idaho State coming off a 35-21 win over Northern Colorado. Grizz coming off a 28-14 loss at Northern Arizona last week. Uh, let's talk about th- th- this matchup this week then, Coach. Uh, first of all, I mean, the dynamic, you're 1-0, they're 0-1. I don't know how much you can read into that. It's obviously a challenging place to play when you come to Missoula. So uh, what's the preparation been like so far this week? What do you think of this challenge you have ahead of you? Yeah, it's it's always a week-to-week schedule. You know, I mean, you have to be ready to approach every game as a brand-new season because at the FCS level, non-conference means absolutely nothing. I mean, you look at who Montana played, that's totally different than who Eastern Washington played. Totally. Idaho played a totally different slate than Cal Poly. I mean, you know, Cal Poly played an online school and a non-scholarship school, and, you know, I, don't, I forget who else they played in the non-conference. But, you know, all the opponents are so different because some people are buying wins. Some people are trying to buy new locker rooms so they go play, get paid $600,000 to get their face punched in. I mean, for us, we just got to try and say, hey, every week, who's our opponent, right? And what gives us the best opportunity to improve and be competitive against that opponent? And obviously, anytime you play the Grizz up in Missoula, the first thing you're going to talk about is, you know, that style of defense and that atmosphere. Just because I know, you know, I, I don't know what people necessarily think about the Grizz right now, but the Grizz are still the Grizz. I mean, I've been watching them since I was in high school and 04, 05. I mean, they're flying around on defense. They're still good on special teams, even though they had a punt block last week. And that atmosphere is legitimate. I mean, that's a probably one of the top five places to play in the country. It's definitely top three on the West Coast. But it's special. It's going to be tough. But it's a great, great opportunity for our guys who dream about playing big-time Division One football to go see what it looks like and play great opponents. Uh, when you came on last time, uh, we, we talked about – just sort of your philosophies, and you said you intended to throw the ball as early and often as possible. And just watching your game last week and also looking at your statistics, seems like you guys are doing a pretty good job of making that a high priority. Um, how's it gone in your evaluation through these first four games, and what do you think of that matchup against the Grizz defense? Yeah, I think it's uh, – I mean, first and foremost, I always think it's funny when some coaches come in there and they say things. And I mean, I know how good this conference is, and – if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it just to win over kids. And I knew for us, it's hard to have the, the horses that we have and just go play smash mouth football with guys. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Northern Colorado kind of got after, after us on the ground a little bit. So we got to do a better job being stout against the run, but, uh, I'm, I'm proud of our guys so far. I think creating an identity for a program when you're trying to build something is really important. And I know that you're not going to win a championship doing what we do on offense. We're not. But I think you can be fun, you can be exciting, you can give something to believe in, you can have some core fundamentals that you're able to come back to over and over again to find improvement, and we're going to have to run the ball to win games. So late in games, we always have to have a package ready to go, whether it's uh, quarterback run stuff or using receivers to rim and block the ends, we'll do that. But, uh, you know, we got we, our identity is going to be through the air, and that's where we're going to try to win football games. And as the program goes, if we're still throwing it like we're throwing it, now, in four years, we're going to have a problem, and I'm probably not going to be here. But, you know, the goal is to continue to recruit and continue to build a philosophy, and as we get more competitive, really play to win those games as we get them. Well, I know you've been playing a couple quarterbacks, and one name, a familiar guy that has been around the league a little bit, and Hunter Hayes, but then another one that's a young upstart guy, Jordan Cook. So um, what, what have you liked about each of your quarterbacks, and uh, how's that just dynamic been going? Yeah, it's been great. And I think the most important thing, 
you can do as a coach is just be a man of your word. And I'm very open with our players about input that I want from them, uh, thoughts and feelings that I have about them and their abilities and their roles. And we talk to all of our players about doing something really well. And if you can do it consistently, then we'll find a way to get you in there. And Hunter was almost a team captain. He's a fantastic player. He knows he doesn't throw the ball like Jordan. Jordan is an amazingly gifted guy who's only played about 13 games of college football. Or not college football, even just football in period, because he was a COVID senior in California, didn't play as a junior, so he got five games as a senior, five games of junior college football, and then came here. And he has an NFL arm. I mean, he's a power five talent kid. He's just so green in his football experience, and you can see him grow every moment throughout the year. So we want to foster that. Uh, but also Hunter Hayes is probably the best human on our team. He's tougher than heck. And there are some things that he can do really well. Does he have an arm talent that Jordan does? No. But there's some throws that he sees that you can count on to him to be consistent on. He's extremely tough, never gets rattled, uh, and is just an amazing person. So I've made a commitment to both of them that I'm going to mentor them, coach them both, and give them opportunities to play. And they've helped us so far. Cody Hawkins here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of Idaho State. I got to tell you, Coach, we have a couple people that contribute to this show, including one man who was an NFL coach for 27 years. And after watching you guys, he said he thought that Cook had an NFL-level arm, too. So that's not hyperbole. You got that evaluated right. I've heard from multiple people with NFL Connects that that's the case. So uh, good job by you by getting him there, and it'll be fun to watch him uh, develop. When it comes to your quarterback play in Washington Grizzly Stadium, though, obviously the fans are going to be a huge factor. Everybody knows that. But the Grizz defense itself is an interesting one to prepare for, right? I mean, they... They, they do a lot of unique stuff. They, they bring pressure from a lot of different angles. Their defensive line does stuff that maybe is unorthodox compared to a lot of other teams in the league. And now they're doing some different stuff coverage-wise on the back end, too. So uh, how would you break down Montana's defense, and how do you hope to attack it? Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely hit it on the head. Like I said, first and foremost, the Grizz are still the Grizz. I mean, they're, they're playing their butts off on defense. NAU had a great plan, but, heck, if it weren't for the block punt and those two trick plays, the score would have been very different. Uh, I think they're obviously a huge problem up front. Uh, that's hard to identify their fronts. They twist, they stunt, and you know that's one thing to handle at home when you can communicate and ID stuff and slow it down. But when you're on the road and wash Grizz, man, they do a great job of kind of playing into that home atmosphere that they're able to create, which is why they're nearly impossible to beat in Missoula. And on the back end, I think that's kind of the interesting transformation that has made them very difficult. You know, in the past couple years. They stayed in their shell. They play a little bit of their fire zone stuff. They do a lot of their Aztec, and I say Aztec coming from Rocky Long, obviously, with Coach Hauk having spent some time with him. They basically look like a carbon copy of San Diego State, uh, but, you know, this year they're challenging you more. They trust their guys in the back end. They're playing more man. They're playing more cover three with match principles into the boundary. I mean, their secondary is going to challenge you now. They've recruited, and they have some long players. You can see they've forced a lot of interceptions, um, but – that's when you can create pressure and you can challenge receivers, you're going to have a darn good defense, and that's where the Grizz are at right now. Well, last thing for you then, uh, just coming in here, what are the keys for your team to compete? I mean, what, uh, what are uh, what are the key factors if you want to come out of Missoula with a win? Uh, the first first one that everybody's always going to say is handle the environment. You know, Coach Houck does such a great job on special teams. It's, uh, it's nerve-wracking to see the amount of backed-up plays that people happen and, you know, having the one massive end zone and then the, the band on the other end zone. You know, if you have the ball inside your 10, you basically just, you're, you're guessing on a snap count because we can't time it up either, and that makes it really tough. So we got to handle the environment and the noise well. I, I've continued to talk to those guys about that. 
Uh, the second thing is just the turnover margin, not just because of the facts that the football gods have had in line for years that if you're gonna if you win the turnover margin you're gonna win but even from a momentum standpoint you know letting the crowd get into it uh giving them good field position they will already have great field position because they're so fantastic on special teams but if you know you have special teams and bad field position on top of turnovers you're gonna have no way to win the football game and then we just got to continue to be efficient in the run game uh just for us that's not our identity to run the football but we have to pick and choose our spots to control the game, give the defense breeders convert on short yardage and goal line situations. And um, I'm excited to see how our guys respond. And it's a great opportunity for us to have some fun and get better as a football team up there on Saturday. There you go, Cody Hawkins, head coach at Idaho State. They're in town on Saturday afternoon to take on the Montana Grizzlies. Coach, really enjoyed the talk. As always, thanks so much for taking some time for us. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Safe travels. Hey, you're, you're so welcome. We'll see you on Saturday. Thank you so much. There you go. Cody Hawkins, Idaho State. What a refreshing guy. I mean, talk about being realistic, but also having a beat on all sorts of different factors. You could tell, I mean, perceptions of that interview right off the top of my head. Realistic, yet uh, very, very straightforward. Good communicator, great communicator. And uh, detail-oriented, which, I mean, that sounds cliche. So many coaches are detail-oriented. I actually don't think you get into coaching unless you're detail-oriented, but... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think that Idaho State's had a really hard time. Since since Larry Lewis left, they've had a really hard time trying to find some semblance of anything. I mean, Jeff Zamberlin, nothing. Squadoosh. Mike Kramer got it up to the 2014 season, which was sort of a high water mark, and then no more quarterback, no more success, and, and he gets forced out. Rob Fennessy got it up there a little bit, too. Tanner Guller and Mitch Guller and that team, they were okay. And then it kind of falls off, and then they so much of it has been the lack of continuity. And, you know, then Charlie Ragle, that was an unmitigated disaster. He goes in there and wins one game, and the whole thing was just a mess from start to finish, the way he handled it, the way he handled his team, all the health issues that he had to go through. So, I don't know. I think that it's going to be uphill sledding for Idaho State no matter what. And there's a lot of different reasons that go goes into that. But Hawkins is a very bright young coach with some different ideas, and I think that's where you start uh, if you're Idaho State. So we'll see what they do uh, coming into Missoula on Saturday. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. We'll take a look at the homecoming game on the other side of the Continental Divide. Montana State hosts Portland State. Bruce Barnum of the Vikings joins us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. Oh! The one is now on 102.9 FM and 
102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Well, sometimes I curate the playlist to have like a deeper meaning or because I like I want to talk about it or whatever. But then sometimes I'm flying by the seat of my pants and I just ask one of the guys at the trail, what should we play on the show today? So I asked Mike Smith, I said, what should we play? I said, play some Beck. Okay, so I chose Loser. But when I was looking at it on the list, all of a sudden there's like all these other songs named Loser. And I was like, huh, some of these I've heard, some of them I haven't. So that's the theme of the day. There's no greater meaning to it. We're just listening to the various versions of songs that are called Loser. There's a lot of them out there. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The Montana Brewers Fall Rendezvous Brew Fest, Friday, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Karis Park. North Fork Crossing and Cactus Cuts will be playing the music. It's featuring only Montana-made craft beer plus local food vendors. There's going to be a collectible glass for everybody that's uh, sampling in on the beers and all the uh, and uh, all your beer samples included with every ticket. Visit montanabrewers.org for more information. $35 for general admission for the event. And... Uh, the VIP tickets, if you want $45 tickets, that's going to get you a full pint-sized collectible glass and all beer samples included. So that's what you do. You buy your glass, and then you can go around and just sample around. So if you want to really go for it, you can get the full pint glass and uh, have samples in that one. You can also enjoy shorter lines and special musical performances. And we have a pair of passes for you. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888 888- one zero two nine. The Montana Brewers Fall Rendezvous Brewfest down at Karis Park. The one is now ESPN Radio. It's time now for our Across the Sidelines, where we preview the matchups for each of the Montana schools. Both Montana, Montana State, back at home this weekend. Grizzlies hosting Idaho State on Saturday. Bobcats hosting Portland State on Saturday afternoon. Homecoming in both Missoula and Bozeman. We're joined now by Portland State head coach Bruce Barnum, one of our favorite guys and a guy we always love talking Big Sky football with. Coach Barnum, thanks so much for being here, man. How you doing? Doing well, uh, Coulter. Thanks for having us. You know, it's busy here. We're putting together a homecoming float, so... Um, <laughs> Thinking some roses, you know, something that, you know, I, uh, I need some stairs. I got to be able to get up there. And, uh, we're we're going to be creative when we come to Bozeman. Well, gotta love it, and uh, I, I always love when, when you when you when you sort of talk about when teams schedule you guys for homecoming because it is a an interesting fold. But uh, homecoming aside, you got a formidable opponent on Saturday afternoon. So, uh, just initial thoughts on on coming into uh, Bobcat Stadium. Montana State looked pretty impressive last week. They did. I mean, put up a goose egg on number 10 in the country. I mean, uh, if you want the joke inside of me, we're, we're just trying to scheme a touchdown right now or, you know, something. Try to get on the board, uh, Coulter. But on the other side, uh, yes, uh, a hell of a squad. You said formidable. I mean, they've got... Um, both all all three are playing well. Their defense is um, very well. Their offense, you know, they Malat sideline. They put, I mean, the guys at Chamber of Horrors for any defense. You know, they just keep it coming, and they're playing well. They're running the football. I like their philosophy. I think their coaches. You know, I remember playing them a uh, couple few couple years ago in Hillsboro and. Um, they cross the T's and dot the I's, you know. Their their coaches know everything you're doing. And they do their homework, and uh, so it should, it'll make game day fun. I like these. They're a tough-ass chess match against um, this group as far as coaching. 
We'll talk about your team coming into this uh, game. You guys have won a couple in a row. You looked really good against Cal Poly uh, last week. And as always, it's been a, a sort of a roller coaster for you. I mean, it's always hard to evaluate the Big Sky in the non-conference because of the situations at all the various different schools are so much different. You know, some schools prioritize get home games to sell a bunch of tickets. Other schools, they got to play some money games to you know fill up the coffers. So it's always sort of a weird deal. But the last two weeks, you guys have looked pretty good. What, what have you thought of just the way? Actually, I, I would say I should say you looked good against Wyoming as well. So what have you thought of just your non-conference and then leading into your conference opener last week? Well, I'll call it our preseason uh, culture. Go to Oregon. Uh, they're a good football team, you know. Um, I had my, I played a bunch of freshmen. I, I got everybody out. I, I made a mistake. I've made mistakes the last four years by staying in those games, even though you're down by four or five scores and saying, oh, we're, you know, we're going to get after them. And then I lose uh, last year. I uh, played Washington and I had seven starters out for, uh, we went to the Grizz the following Week. I'm not doing. I didn't do that. I pulled everybody out our threes in in Oregon. And, you know, the next week uh, we turned the football over twice, um, and they score off it early. I'm talking Wyoming. You know, uh, I'm not saying we win that game um, if we don't turn that football over, but it's a closer game. You know, um, and then we went to North American. Uh, you know, scored a bunch there, and everybody played. I played 90 players. That game. So anyway, I was trying. To, I was wondering who we we, we are. Who, you know, what do I have here? Because I recruited fast. I wanted to be fast. We had seventy linemen uh, last spring. I've got twenty-seven coming into camp now. I'm not saying they, you know, uh, they're not the quality of uh, the Bobcats D line, but they're young and they're playing hard, and you know they're getting better every week. What I like about my team right now is. We're, I think we're fast, and we're getting better every week. Bruce Barnum here on ESPN Radio. Nuanas now. Maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Barney, Portland State's head coach. They're coming to Bozeman, Montana, on Saturday to take on number three ranked at Montana State. When you, I mean, just put it in perspective that North American game for me. And I know it was sort of a nightmare when it comes to scheduling. You guys had to get it. You needed to get an eleventh game. Uh, and on one hand, probably a positive spin where you can get a whole bunch of guys on the field. But on the other hand, I mean, just an interesting deal where you're not trying to break the scoreboard by rolling it up too much. So, I mean, what did you take out of that coming into last week? And, and how do you think you guys responded by having a nice win uh, over Cal Poly a week ago? Um, you said it. You know, I uh, the one thing about the North American game is uh, we stayed healthy, Coulter. You know, it wasn't a... Uh, a, a dog fight, you know, like we're headed into in Bozeman this week. It was a get them in, first group I'm talking, you know, get them greased up, you know, and get them out, and everybody else played. So um, that was a positive. Um, I've never been in a game where, you know, you're. I did everything not to score. That was unique. Um, but like I told you before, I, I've got it fixed for next year. Next year we're going to play. Uh, we have our two money games. It's a 12-game season, but uh, I finally got the brass. We're playing two FCS, so instead of you know the lower divisions, um, that'll be next year. So I'll have 10 FCS uh, next year, and I've got everybody coming back, so I'm excited for that. 
What did you like about uh, your team then last week against Cal Poly? Great start, fast start, and you had the game in control at halftime. So what went well? What sort of things do you hope carry over now uh, into this matchup? Yeah, I'm sorry. I forget to answer that part, Calder. Um, Cal, the Cal Poly game, you know, first conference game, you know. Um, uh, and, again, I wasn't sure who we were. It showed me we were fast from starting kickoff. Um, I think that Grub kid, and I got a couple return guys, actually three, this year, I think that are fast for this conference. Uh, so that's how we started it. We made mistakes, uh, but offense, you know, uh, we're kind of a. Uh, if you want to say anything similar between the two football teams you're going to see on Saturday, I, I, I think we like to run the football like they do, you know. Uh, but uh, my defense got better. You know, uh, special teams made some big plays. So, like I said, if we can keep that this trend going the right way, um, coming out of that game, we were happy. You know, I know Cal Poly's, what, there's seven teams ranked in this conference. They weren't one of them, but neither are we, you know. So, where, we're, where I'm trying to get back to is uh, let's not just beat the ones we're supposed to, you know. Not saying we're supposed to beat Cal Poly, but... Um, we're having good with the mid guys. I need to beat uh, those seven if I ever come across them, and that's uh, what we're shooting for. Well, you certainly ran the ball well last week. Four and four yards rushing. 119 for Joby Mallory. Uh, Dante Shashray, he continues his great year with 87. So, I mean, how, how much of that helps, Coach? I mean, just having a quarterback like Sacheray, that can help you in the run game as well. I mean, it seems like that's the way college football is going, the plus-one run game. But Sacheray, I thought, has looked really good. I thought he looked great against Wyoming. That was the game of yours I watched probably the most of, and I thought he looked really good in the first half last week in the part I watched of that one as well. So what, what do you like about him? What do you like about his development? And how much does that cater to what you want to do offensively, especially in the run game? Well, he's, he's more durable this year. Knock on wood, Colter gained 20 pounds uh, from when you saw him last year, and uh, the game slowed down for him. You know, he kind of understands how we start, how we finish, what's plan B. He, he's got a much better grasp of the offense. Um, and it's fun to watch. It was fun to watch him in camp, you know, in the start of camp. And it was like, okay. I mean, compared to the year before when he never started a game. Um, but just hearing him talk, what we're, what him and I, when we meet, um, what we talk about, just game management, and you know, not as much of the X's and O's. We do go there, but we've got a lot of coaches who can teach him that. But I, I like him. You know, I think he's fast for this conference. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, if I doubt it, uh, the Bobcats have everything designed just for him. But I'm curious. That's something we always check. You know. Wyoming did something uh, a little bit to take him out of the run game, but but to add to it, Colt, you started to talk about it. I've, I've got some backs I like too. I got two bigs and two littles. You know, I got two bigs that are going to pound you, and they can break tackles, and they run downhill, and then I throw the other two little guys in, and it's kind of catch me if you can. Uh, that's how I've built my backfield. I know you've always put a high priority on running the ball, but it seems like you guys uh, are pretty great at melding the scheme to the personnel you got. Do you have the personnel now? I mean, is that why you want to put such a high priority on running the ball now? I mean, is it because you do you like your talent there at running back? Well, uh, if you talk to me after the game on a great day, we're 50-50. Right. You know, I, I'm not 
uh, I don't want to run it, you know, 100 percent of the time. I think at 50-50, keep people off balance. Um, get the ball to all your playmakers, you know. Um, I think that's the best way to get in and out of a game and uh, and compete and beat somebody. Uh, but if you look at the best years I've had offensively um, as a coordinator and a head coach, um, one year, Coulter, uh, we were exactly 50-50. Um, but that's when we were, you know, doing really well offensively. Bruce Barnum here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. She's the head coach of Portland State. They're off to a 1-0 start in Big Sky Conference play as they hit the road to come to Bozeman, Montana, play Montana State at Bobcat Stadium. And Coach, you mentioned the, the seven ranked teams in the Big Sky Conference. The, the league seems like it just keeps getting deeper. And you know, it's still we're still waiting for a breakthrough for a team to actually go and win the actual national championship. I do think there's some real contenders. More than anything, though, the, the playoff field is absolutely going to be littered with Big Sky teams. I'd say at least five and maybe even six this year, just depending on how everything plays out. So what do you think of just sort of the, the strength and depth of the Big Sky this year? Well, first off, I want to be one that sneaks in, you know, Um, and that's what I'm working towards. Uh, And you're right about uh, there are that many ranked. And, you know, when Montana State, when Vegan and the crew made the run, shit, shoot, I was uh, texting them, rooting for them, you know. I I became a Bobcat. Uh, I would love to see somebody uh, from this conference win it. Um, You know we're going to be in it. Well, you know, more teams, better odds, but, you know, um, I become a fan uh, when it comes out if it's not us in there. Do you think that, I mean, obviously you want to be a playoff team, you want to make a run at it, but do you think it would be good for the league as at large? Would other teams in the league benefit from a team in the Big Sky winning a national championship? Well, yes. I mean, exposure. Uh, exposure, and there's always the... You know, the back and forth, you know, who's best, the Missouri Valley or us or, you know. uh, But um, in the end, uh, you would like to knock one of them off. You know, the the Dakotas right now are owning it. And um, I think guys in this conference, Vegan, obviously being the top right now, I think he's the top ranked. And his team's playing uh, solid. It's hard to find a weak spot, you know. And I finally got to watch. I didn't watch it when it on when it happened, but I watched the South Dakota State game, and you know, uh, they're primed for it. They're primed to win a national championship. Uh, Montana State is uh, so, but a lot of the ball has to bounce right. And you have to stay healthy and all that. And, um, but it's cool. It's cool to see the big sky at that level. When it comes to your offense versus Montana State's defense, they're uh, they're they're doing some some interesting and, and uh, sort of fun to watch stuff, especially up front with a lot of the, the line games that they run. So, uh, how much of that is a part of the preparation? Just getting prepared for that, especially when it comes to uh, your guys' run game. They're active, you know. The Mon- Montana State. Uh, they're probably one of the smartest defenses as you watch them, you know, as far as gap sound and, you know, first thing to come, the first thing you see, uh, me, because I start up front is number 10. I don't know his name, uh, but he's a hell of a football player, you know, um, so, but he's not the only one. That defense reminds me of the one when we came, when I was at Idaho State and we used to come to Bozeman. 
and it was just a, a, a grudge match. I mean, it was uh, you were happy uh, to score 14 on them. I was like, oh, you know, wow. Well, that, those years we brought Jared Allen, that crew up there. Uh, that's what I remember of Bozeman, their front seven uh, back in the day. Now I see it again on film. Biggins brought it back, so. Uh, good for them, and you know uh, we have to find something to do against it. Uh, you know, because if they don't get to you with the front, they're going to add number two. You know, he's going to blitz you. He's going to he's going to make sure he gets to your quarterback somehow. He did a test two years ago, or whenever they were here last, that last play of the game. You know, he's going to find a way to get to your quarterback. So uh, it's a pretty cool chess match. Like I said before, when you play these guys. And the defense, uh, you got uh, they're solid. There's solid a group um, as far as no mistakes and how hard they play that I've probably seen on film this year so far. And on the other side of this matchup, uh, Tommy Malott likely out again, uh, but Sean Chambers was the big Sky player of the week last week with being the, the sort of the exclusive guy. Uh, under center, and they just kind of come at you in waves with multiple different running backs. So what are the biggest challenges to stopping the Bobcat offense? Well, I, they want to run the ball. You know, they're they're your classic, you know, uh, we're going to run it and run it and run it, and then boom, they hit you with the play action. there, And they're good at it because they're able to run the football. Uh, I thought Chambers, um, I don't watch that side as much, but I zipped through a couple of it, and I watched the end of the weave, or the the second part of the uh, Weber game, their game last year, I saw it on uh, my phone, you know, after our game. So um, they didn't drop off. Uh, I'm not nothing against, you know, Malat, but with Chambers, and they're different, you know, they're different, and he's not as yoked up as Malat. Malat looks like he's, you know, NFL body. I mean, somebody in our staff room said <laughs> we were talking about their personnel, and somebody out of nowhere goes, "You know what? He's he's yoked up. He's one of the strongest guys I've ever seen." I'm like, well, "What are you talking about?" Anyway, um, Chambers is a hell of a quarterback. Like I said, there's no drop off. They're just a little different. They're just a little different. Chambers more of your your classic quarterback, you know. Um, where Malotz, uh, I don't know if it's him or them, but uh, he wants to run the football, and he's damn good at it. Montana State hosts Portland State Saturday, Bozeman, Montana, 2 p.m. kickoff, homecoming there at Bobcat Stadium. Bruce Barnum, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings, joining us here uh, on Nuanas. Now, last thing for you, Barney, I mean, just keys for your team on Saturday if you're going to come out with a win. Uh, weather the storm, you know. Uh, uh, the crowd in, in Bozeman is impressive. Last time I was there. So weather the storm, you know. Uh, field position always. If we can tilt the field on them uh, with the special team side of it uh, would be a bonus. Uh, so if they are going to drive, try to make them, you know, uh, work at it. Um, and I've talked to my team. That honestly... Right now, the biggest thing hurting us is turnovers. If you look at football games we're in, um, you know, not really the uh, football games, there's two, the Wyoming one and even the Cal Poly game. The Cal Poly one, we we're ahead enough, but uh, we've had uh, two turnovers out in both, you know. Uh, one was special teams just last week, uh, but one was an exchange in the backfield. Uh, I have to eliminate those. You know, I, I can't give a team of this caliber 
any extra chances, you know. So I'm going to see what we can do. I'm not coming in there with gimmicks. Uh, that was when I was younger. You know, and everybody's like, oh, Barney's full of shit. Uh, I'm, I'm honest. I have no gimmicks. We're going to come there and uh, try to matriculate the ball down the field and um, see if we can get some in the end zone because uh, they haven't been scored on in a while. Uh, and then try to keep up, you know, see if our defense can keep them in front. Um, but uh, turnovers biggest thing weather the storm early and then just play football because once you get into it you know uh the crowd i don't think the crowd matters anything matters it's those individual battles across the board so see what we can do well should be a fun one portland state out by test state saturday afternoon bruce martin i'm joining us here on new honors now coach we appreciate the time man thanks so much great catching up no good to hear you culture see you saturday At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Need a place to watch all the games? Silver Slipper will have it on for you. They got 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at The Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why The Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Both coaches we had on in the first hour were so great, we're out of time for hour number one. But if you missed anything, you want to hear anything from Cody Hawkins of Idaho State or Bruce Barnum of Portland State, Check out the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. All football all the time, NFL style. Next, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.